Hey guys, welcome back to another podcast episode. I, it is late. I know it's like almost two o'clock in the morning, but sis, I can't sleep. I don't know what it is. Um, my sleeping habits suck lately, but I'm trying to get better sleep. I mean, I, I mean, I get sleep. Trust. It's just when I finally hit the hay for the day, it's not the time I want it to be. But it'll get back to normal. I'm gonna work on it. I'm gonna work on it. But anyway, so I want to talk about tonight. Um, a possible Cheetah Girls Ford. Like Cheetah Girls, you know, there's been rumors for a little while of a Cheetah Girls reunion. I am in bed, by the way, so if you hear like some rumbling, it's because I am actually in my bed, ready to go to sleep. Um, but anyway, so yeah, Cheetah Girls Ford. Um, this is just kind of an I wish kind of thing, what I would want to see versus like an actual factual Cheetah Girls Ford. I know for as far as I know, Sabrina Bryan and Keely Williams are still friends. Raven and Keely have seemed to have made up somewhat. Um, I don't know about Adrian Balon and Raven or Adrian and Keely's relationship. I don't know how that works out. Not really sure. But the idea of a Cheetah Girls 4 would be exciting. But this is what I want for Cheetah Girls 4. In order for Cheetah Girls 4 to be successful to me, I need certain characters from the Cheetah Girls saga to come back. Now... If we're doing a Cheetah Girls reunion movie where they all get back together, cool. If we're doing like a new Cheetah Girls, as in like, you know, kind of like how Raven's Home is where it's like, you know, her powers are passed down to her kids. Well, and this would be like, you know, the Cheetah Girls' daughters want to be Cheetah Girls. Um, that's fine, I guess. But let's just let's just go with the first scenario. Uh, and, and if I'm interested, we'll go to the second one. So let's go to the first scenario of the Cheetah Girls wanting to kind of come back, right, together. Like, um, how I would do this is, like, I I feel like the cast that needs to come back, obviously, would be Raven, um, Keely, uh, uh, Aqua, Chanel, Galleria, Dorinda, and um, Aquanetta. They would need to come back, all four of them together, like, for sure. Uh, other characters that should come back, obviously the mothers, both of the moms should definitely come back. Maybe even Dorinda's mom from the first Cheetah Girls movie. We always forget about her. Um, and maybe even her, like her little sister, like, you know, just characters we want to come back. I want Jackal to come back. I really want Jackal Johnson to come back as like, basically like a just out of work pop star who's trying to profit off the Cheetah Girls because I liked his character in the first film I liked him and he's also played I forgot the guy's name I know his name is like Vincent something but he is the voice of Tuxedo Mask in Sailor Moon and he's also the voice of of Ienzo in Kingdom Hearts or uh better known as Zexion in Kingdom Hearts I love him so much I love his his vocal like ability he's got a great sound I don't know he just has a great sound I love his voice um anyway so I would love him to come back I like Jackal and I don't know like I don't know what he would do in this movie I'm not quite sure yet but I would really love for him to come back and try to like finagle his way into the Cheetah Girls success somehow um and try to like because you know obviously all these movies have to have some type of drama they have to have some type of like issue between the girls and I think he'd be a great way to kind of like you know mess them up between each other um and yeah so I also I kind of want um Raven's love interest from the first film to come back her second one Angel I liked him but there wasn't enough like I'm not saying there wasn't chemistry between them but there wasn't enough between them like enough he just kind of appeared places and stuff which is which is cute but I'm like eh, I really don't 
I like the guy in the first movie better. I like their chemistry from the first film. And he's been in a few Disney films. He was even in Alley Cat Strike. And I haven't seen him in much since Disney Channel. So I would love to see what he looks like now and for him to come back. And I don't know. I think that would, I think that would just be cute. Like, I, think, I mean, if you're going to give Raven one of her old love interests from the series, give her him. Um, I think I think that'd be a good idea. For... Chanel. Chanel doesn't really... Well, no, yeah, she does. By the third movie, she has Naveed. I like that idea. I like that idea because I, I kind of want people from each movie. So we're going to, like, you know, go past that. For Aquanetta, um, yeah, I guess we can keep the guy she had in the, in the third film, too. Uh, that's fine. Um, maybe somebody else? I don't... I really don't know. I, like, I, I guess... It was their chemistry in the third film that I wasn't, like, the craziest about. But I don't know. Like, I wouldn't mind him being in this movie, like, at all. Um, obviously, Dorinda's would be the dancer from the second movie. Their chemistry was just fine. Like, I I don't really care about Dorinda, but, like, that would be fine if, if she got him. Um, Medi Soul, I would love for her to come back. I love her character. Like, I don't know. Like... I don't care for the actresses singing in that movie, but I like her in that. Like, I just like her character. So I would love to see her come back in this movie. Maybe finally officially become like the fifth Cheetah Girl because I just know it would be really cute. I don't know why, but I'm, I just, I think it'd be great. And actually she and Raven in real life became really, really good friends. Raven even appeared in one of uh, her videos. So I think that would be kind of awesome if she did come back for Cheetah Girls 4 because I mean, it's a reunion film. So I think you should bring back everybody who's in it. I think we should definitely get to see more of both mothers and like you know I, I like oh that's right like freaking Galleria's dad what happened to him we don't even see him past the first movie so yeah definitely bring back Galleria's father and like the mother's relationship with the father I mean I know that they're grown and now and they don't really we don't really have to focus too much on that but at least kind of check in on those characters definitely check in with um with uh, Ga- uh not Gabrielle um Chanel's mother and her relationship. Um, is it Luke? Is that who her man is? I, the one she marries in the second movie? Definitely check that out. I would love to see more of that dynamic. Um, I just thought it'd be kind of cute, like if the parents kind of get some sort of like send off, I guess, in some kind of way. Like, you know, some things are resolved between them. We don't ever really know what happens with Chanel's family after Cheetah Girls 2. I don't think they're even mentioned in Cheetah Girls 3, like, at all. So, I would love to know what happens with that situation. Um, let me see. I'm trying to think of who else I would want to come back. Oh, I mean, for Cheetah Girls 3, like, oh, I would love if the girl from the Bollywood movie would come in, like, the, the choreographer. Definitely. Dude, okay, so... In a perfect world, we'll have six Cheetah Girls. Technically, in the books, there's five. But, like, in the perfect world, we'd have six. We would have Chanel, Aqua, Dorinda, Galleria. We would have Medisol. And we would have the girl from the the, the uh, third movie. So, that's not five. That's six. We, I'm sorry, did I say six? No, I did. I said, in a perfect world, we'd have six Cheetah Girls. Those ones. Because, honestly, the dancer from the third movie, like, she brought it. I know some of y'all don't like the third movie because Raven wasn't in it. But I'm telling you... Don't sleep on Cheetah Girls 3. Whatever you do, do not sleep on Cheetah Girls 3. Some of the best Cheetah Girls songs, I don't care what anybody says, some of the best Cheetah Girls songs are in number three. And that's going to be that on that. I said what I said with my whole chest, okay? Cheetah Girls 3 is a bop. It just is. And I would love to see more of that dynamic. Especially, like, uh, the the dancer. I forget her name. But her meeting, like, meeting Soul and meeting Raven for the first time would be fresh. That would be so, so cool. Um, 
And there's actually backstory on that too for Cheetah Girls as to why Raven did not come back. There was so much drama on the set of Cheetah Girls 2 between the girls. Because you have to remember, like, Raven was a bona fide star on her own, right? She had that so Raven, but we knew her from like, the Cosby's and stuff. Raven's had a career. She's also um, was on Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. She's had a career. Career, I know how to say it, but I say career. She has a career um, outside of Cheetah Girls. So we knew her, right? We, she was the one we knew going in. We knew a little bit about Keely and about Adrian because they were both in uh, 3LW together. Sabrina Bryan was like the new one. We didn't know anything about her, but like, you know, we knew the other girls sort of, but we knew Raven. Raven was the face that got us to watch the movie. Um, and so after the, the, the first movie, the Cheetah Girls kind of became a group. Like Disney saw money to be made off of them, but Raven didn't have the time or the schedule to do that. So Raven was focusing on that. So Raven and obviously her own musical career. And so the Cheetah Girls were doing their own thing. They had to do what they had to do. They had to make money, right? You know, 3LW was sort of a thing, but not really a thing anymore because they had lost Naturey Naughton because, you know, Adrian and Keely didn't know how to act and they were just wrong. They were absolutely wrong. But I'm not going to go into that right now. I mean, Karma, you know, Karma's a witch and Shade is her sister because you know what? Like, Joe's kind of on them because, I mean, Naturey Naughton is kind of like the most relevant one out of the three of them. Like, I know Adrian had that show, The View. I never watched it. Did you? No, probably not. So, but we know that like Naturey like went on to do movies. She went on to be on, uh, I think it's like, is it The Game or The pa- Power or something like that she's on she's on some show on on like hbo or stars or whatever by 50 cent he's involved in it too i don't know what the show is called i don't care but she's on that so she's obviously had like you know a reoccurring roles i mean i'm not shading adrian that much but like she was part of the problem keely was the biggest problem but adrian was a problem too so anyway they've had a history of just kind of being like rude to some girls and like i said like the girls went did their cheetah girl thing raven was kind of the odd man out so by the time cheetah girls 2 rolled around there was definitely a difference like a, a difference in dynamic and it sounded like adrian and raven were the closest to like as far as friendship like for for raven anyway out of the girls because adrian did appear on a few episodes of um that's a raven with her with the characters of loca and muffy um i think those are their names uh they're her sidekicks and actually it's funny because the girl who plays muffy went on to have like a really big like disney career in star wars she's the voice of ahsoka tana um i actually worked with her once at hot topic i worked with her at a really cool stanley event um in la comic-con i think it was the last con like he actually attended i believe it was the last con that he attended we worked together actually um i was actually going backstage to get something and she was like right there like being briefed on something so it was kind of cool i got to see her kevin kevin smith um the rock uh will i am from black eyed peas a few other like i think that the pentatonics were there i like i didn't know who they were when they walked by but that that's who they were so when i had to tell them like oh that's the that's that group that acapella group i'm like oh that's cool that's awesome um but yeah so there were like a few people that i got to work with based off of that and it was it was just it was it was fun it was a fun little event that um i got to be a part of and i actually got to go back the second day and just kind of explore it because they really liked the way that i worked that day it was really cool um Anyway, so she has like a, a more of a history with Raven than the other girls did. And I guess on the set of Cheetah Girls 2, there was just tension. And a lot of, I, I want to say it's kind of ironic because what we see on screen, um, you'll notice that like most of the big fights are between Gabriella and, um, or Gabriella, is it Gabriella? Am I saying her name wrong? Galleria, I'm sorry, Gal- Gabriella's from, from High School Musical, ugh. 
um, Galleria and uh, Chanel. Those are the, the, the two biggest fights that normally happen in the series is, you know, uh, uh, Galleria is very controlling and, you know, unfortunately Chanel, because she's her best friend, always has to kind of like bring her off the ledge. She always kind of has to like, hey, like you're, you're doing too much. It happened in the first movie, it happens in the second movie. And so they end up fighting and it, it kind of like it's kind of ironic because that's what really was going on on set is Raven felt like she was the odd woman out because again the other girls were doing things together they were you know obviously they went on tour together they, they bonded because they were the cheetah girls outside of the cheetah girls movies Raven was Raven um and so I think she actually confided in the actress who played her mother in the second movie which is interesting and she was basically telling her like I'm done with these people I'm not gonna do no more I'm, I'm done I've had enough and even on her show, which is funny because Raven had a talk show for a while too. I think she might still be on it. I'm not really sure. Um, which I think The View was kind of inspired by. Um, is that what it is? Wait, no. The View... I'm sorry. The View is with Raven. The other show... What is the other one called with Adrian Balon? What is that called? Is it The Talk? What is it? Am I wrong? Do I care? No, I don't. Anyway, so both of them were on talk shows. And I think Raven on her show brought on the mother from the Cheetah Girls and spoke about how she felt about that cast and what was going on, what was going down behind the scenes and stuff. So that was kind of really interesting. But I knew a long time ago, because I was a huge Cheetah Girls fan, that when Raven didn't come back for three, I was like, there was drama there. There was mess there, you could tell. And the girls, even themselves, like were kind of getting kind of cocky. Like I remember, I don't know which girl it was, but I used to read Popstar Magazine when I, when I was a teenager. Um, and I remember them talking about their album, like, that was coming out before Cheetah Girls 3, and how, like, one of the girls, like, low-key sort of shaded Britney Spears, and I was like, excuse me, like, what the, what? Like, I know Alvin and the Chipmunks did not just come for Britney Spears, like, don't you, you better don't, you better don't, you better, I don't know what GPS told you to come for Britney, but you better go back check Google Google Maps and find another way around because what you're not going to do is come for Britney Spears. I will not sit or stand for it. It just won't happen. So, but they felt like they were that girl, like they were those girls. And I was like, okay, like <laughs> Raven exposed the crap out of y'all for doing too much. And it looks like you are back to your old ways. So it's kind of on them why Cheetah Girls 3 kind of fell apart, like for fans, because let's face it, if Raven wasn't in it, who's there to watch? I'm not even trying to be shady, but like seriously, who's there to watch? Because Sabrina Bryan can dance, but she's not a really good singer or really or a really good actress. I like her, but she's not. She's not, you know, she doesn't have the same caliber as Raven does. You know, Adrienne Balon has a nice voice, but she's not a great actress. Although her acting improved in Cheetah Girls 3, like, a ton. Because that was my, my biggest worry was, okay, if Raven is gone, who's going to carry this movie? Because even though Adrienne has the best voice out of these three girls... Um, she's not the best dancer and she's not the best actress. Well, well, maybe she was because honestly in Cheetah Girls 3, I don't know what happened, but I think Adrienne might've felt pressured to do good and to make, to carry this movie because that's what she did. She carried the movie. She did. She was the best singer. And in my opinion, she was the, mm, it's hard to say she was the best of the three actresses, but she, she, she did, she did her thing. I really, I really will say by Cheetah Girls 3, she had like mellowed out a lot because in the first Cheetah Girls, she was like so annoying to me. She was just so annoying. Her character was too much, too over the top. Cheetah Girls 2, she was still over the top, but nowhere near as bad as the first one. And then Cheetah Girls 3, she just kind of mellowed out. Like, I, th I and maybe, maybe the whole time she was gunning for that starring role, I don't know, but 
it was weird. It was just really, really weird to me, like, how that whole dynamic fell apart. And, like, I don't know, like, Cheetah Girls 3 was, again, was cute. I like a lot of the songs in the movie. Um, I felt like Cheetah Girls 3 was song heavy. There were a lot of songs in Cheetah Girls 3. Like, Cheetah Girls 2 had a lot of songs, too, but Cheetah Girls 3 felt like it had a lot of songs. I would have loved to have seen Raven, though, in one of those dresses like they have at the very end of the, of the movie, of the one world scene. I would have loved to see her in those looks because honestly, Cheetah Girls 3 has like some of the best fashion. The colors are very beautiful because it's, it's Bollywood inspired. So the colors are beautiful. Um, and I honestly, for me, the, the best thing that came out of Cheetah Girls 3 that Raven wasn't a part of it was one, we got to see Adrienne um, improve her acting skills. And two, we got to see Keely her character sort of developed. Because honestly, like, with Raven in the group, I don't know if it's because there were two black girls in the group. Because, I mean, originally the Cheetah Girls, like, books, they're all black. But, like, in this particular uh, um, movie series, I noticed that Raven, she, there was so much in the movie about Raven and then the second one would be about, you know, uh, or, like, the second girl in line would be Adrian. However, they, like, Kenny Ortega in Cheetah Girls 2 completely turned me off because he put so much of Doe in Cheetah Girls 2. Doe is uh, Dorinda. So much of her character that I'm like, dude, this might as well be a Doe movie. Like, you are trying so hard to push Sabrina Bryan as like, and I don't get that. And I know that he was. Like, a lot of the, if you look at a lot of the performances and stuff, there's like so much focus on Sabrina Bryan. And I don't even want to hear, well, it's because she was the best dancer. Okay, but she's not the best singer. And if you're going to focus on somebody during the musical numbers, you probably should focus on the ones who are singing less on her. But there was so much focus on Sabrina Bryan in this in the second movie that it just bothered me. And the third movie, I expected that to happen. And it did. It happened. I mean, there was more. Adrian was definitely the main focus. But then they bumped up Sabrina Bryan and they did bump, bump up Keely, too. But that's because there's nobody left. Right. Like the Cheetah Girls films work as more of a trio than a foursome they do they really do and i say that because like i said the first two films really focus on those three girls aqua was just along for the ride and so when cheetah girls 3 came out that's when we started to see more of who aqua was as a character and that sucks because i i liked aqua from from jump i loved um at the time, I liked Keely Williams. I didn't realize she was the problem until years later when I found out what really happened with 3LW. And then I was like, oh my God, she's trash. And then I found out what happened with the whole, you know, Cheetah Girls thing and, and her being involved in that. I was like, okay, she's she's certified trash. Her and Adrian are now certified trash. More her than Adrian for me. I don't know why Adrian just kind of felt like she was like second fiddle um, to, the, to the bull crap. But I don't know. I really just don't know. But anyway, like I just... Cheetah Girls 3 was, was a thing. So... What I really want to happen for for like a Cheetah Girls reunion is definitely for the focus to go back on who it should have been, which is Raven and Chanel, because it or Gallery and Chanel, because it's it's that friendship that ties the Cheetah Girls together, right? Like Aqua was clearly not her best friend, neither one's best friend. She was the one with the attitude in the group. Like she will tell you how it is. That's how it seemed like her character was supposed to be. Um, and by the way, I think in the novels, Aqua has a sister as well. Like there's and she's part of the Cheetah Girls, I believe. Um, but yeah, Aqua's like the one that, that will put you in your place. Dorinda is like the, she's the dancer one, the one, you know, you kind of feel sorry for, I guess at some point. And then you have the two best friends, which are Galleria and Chanel. So I really hope that if there's a Cheetah Girls 4, that if Adrian and Raven are not friends at this point in time, that they get to that point, because I really want to see a reunion movie and I want those two to be the main stars of it. Um, I don't 
think that means push Aqua back into obscurity in the background of the group? Absolutely not. Like, even when I watch the Cheetah Girls too, because I mean, obviously, like on Disney Plus, you can watch the whole movie with no with no commercials. There's a lot of what was left out in that in those movies. So if you have seen DCOMs a million times on Disney Channel, let me tell you, they are not the same when you watch them on Disney Plus because Disney Plus doesn't have any commercials, so you're able to see the full entire movie. For the Cheetah Girls 2, there's a lot of the fashion scenes between um, Aquanetta and Raven's mom that we get to see. And I really love those scenes because I loved Aqua, like I said. And I felt like she was just thrown into this movie, especially Cheetah Girls 2, because I love Cheetah Girls 2. But I felt like, like there was not enough of her. We got to see so much of Dorinda. Like everything they could put of Dorinda in this film, they put of, of her in this film. And that was annoying. Because, um, I mean, you know, Raven's a star. So obviously we're going to focus on her. But then Galleria, or I'm sorry, Chanel has this thing with her mom and, and her mom getting engaged to this guy named Luke. So that's an important storyline. Um, so she gets she gets screen time when she needs it. And plus, she's the one who's like really close to Medi Soul. So we get to see that connection building. Um, we have uh, Dorinda with the, with the dancer. And there's a lot of that connection building, which I get it because he was cute. There's a lot of that connection. Uh, Raven has a love interest in this one as well. And Aqua is just there. She's into fashion, but she's really just there. So a lot of the shots of her are just her in the, you know, in the fashion studio working, but we don't get to see a lot of that on Disney Channel. So a lot of her part was cut out for the other girls. And that, again, is super unfortunate. I haven't really watched the first Cheetah Girls film again um, in a long time. I didn't watch on Disney Plus yet. I don't know if there's anything extra to that film with, with Aqua involved, but it seems like her role in the Cheetah Girls one was just basic she's just you're she's the fourth girl in the group um you know because I mean back in the, the first movie we had again Chanel with the issues with her and her mom and then we had Raven with you know her issues with her family and then there was a boy at school who liked her I think his like second fiddle guy liked uh uh Chanel and I want to say that the the second fiddle friend I want to say he's the same boy from look at the Irish who plays uh the uh, main boy's best friend. I'm not sure if that's correct, but I think it is. I think he was in two DCOMs. So I'm not really sure, but I think that might've been him. Anyway, so you, we have that situation. We have Dorinda. We find out that Dorinda, you know, is a foster child. That plays a big part in her character. She's also the dancer in the group. She's also the one that can't really afford much. And so there's always like all of these like jokes or whatever made at her expense by Raven and stuff like that. So there's obviously some point to her, but Aqua just seems to be there. Like in the first movie, I would say Sabrina Bryan did get a lot of backseat with Aqua, but then, and I don't know if Kenny Ortega was even a part of that film. I want to say he wasn't, but when he came on board for Cheetah Girls 2, guess who got, guess who was getting bigger? Guess who was getting booked in that movie? Guess who was getting more scenes in that movie? Dorinda. And I'm sorry, but I, I, it ain't fishy to me, sis. It ain't fishy to me. I'm just saying it ain't fishy to me. Kenny Ortega, I've never liked him. That's just, that's how I feel about it. Blank, blank period i think he has a thing for like the blondes in the movies i truly do i truly do. <laughs> the only time for me that worked with him was with sharpay and again i don't like high school musical high school musical is not my jam but out of all the characters in the movie i liked sharpay the most so i was fine with her getting screen time and sharpay like ends up getting a lot of screen time and also i want to say Shar sharpay like you deserve so much better than troy like i don't know i don't know who needs to know this like Shar sharpay is trash she is she's trash She's terrible. She she's like she's what's wrong with the world to be honest with you. But at the same time, even though she's all of that, she still deserves better than Choi. 
she does. I don't like Gabriella, never have. I just, ugh, oh God, I can't stand Gabriella. I just don't like her. And Choi's oblivious. Choi is really, really dumb. I don't like Choi either. So I was always like, girl, you deserve better. Like she, I mean, obviously she she gets with somebody else, but like she was always pining over Choi. I'm like, why would you pine over? Like Sharpay is too into herself to pine over a guy that just don't want her. It was so weird to me that I'm like, why are you pining over some dude that just don't want you? You're too into you to care about this boy. If he ain't gonna get it, he's just not gonna get with the program, sis. There are better men out there, and there really were. Like, I, Troy Bolton was trash to me. Like, I don't, I don't see in Zac Efron what y'all see. Now, that doesn't mean that if he was ever to come knocking, I would answer the door, girl, okay? That doesn't mean what that means. I'm just saying, okay? Like, mm. especially High School Musical 1, like... <laughs> Zac Efron has had like one of the weirdest glow ups ever because I used to think he just looked like Clay Aiken with a tan and he still kind of does sometimes but that's what I used to think he looked like and then all of a sudden he just like had a glow up and I was like I don't know like but it wasn't like it wasn't in his high school musical days I never found him that attractive during high school musical days I found him attractive like like I would say Charlie St. Cloud era is when I was like okay this man's cute He's not fine for me. He's just cute. And then he just like slowly started to grow on me. I'm like, okay, yeah, he's he's getting cuter. He's getting finer. Cause he just like, I don't know. He's kind of had like a devil may care attitude, which is what I liked. Like I just, High School Musical, Zac Efron was just never my jam. I know some of y'all love him. Never. For me, High School Musical, it was the guy that Sharpay liked. It was Corbin Blue, And even a little bit of Lucas Gabriel. I don't know where that comes from. I just don't know where that comes from about him. But I thought he was cute. I don't know why. I, I just don't know what that was about. Like, I didn't think he was fine or anything. I just thought he was cute. Um, but yeah, I don't... I, Zac Efron, I think it's because for me, I remember him from, like, Summerland. And I could not find him attractive in, on Summerland when Jesse McCartney's sitting right there. But also, I couldn't find him attractive. Well, not even just him. Like, even, like, the grown roommates the mom had. Because the mom had, like, two fine roommates. Especially uh, Ryan something, I think his name is. I forgot his name. But him, like, from the movie Dead Silence. He is fine. So between him and Jesse McCartney, I really didn't have time for anybody else on the show. And Zac Efron was just like too nerdy for me. It just wasn't happening. It just was not clicking for me that this guy was cute. It just wasn't. Um, but again, he had a glow up and that changed like everything, girl, everything for him. Um, and, and good for him, I guess. But yeah, I know Kenny Ortega and just no, I know Kenny Ortega was also involved in um, the Descendants movies, but I just, I don't. I don't, something about Kenny Ortega, like, the man, I just, I'm not a fan of. I'm not sure what it is. There just seems to be something shady about him. And I don't know if I'm the only one in the room who feels that way. Like, not a, not a Dan Schneider shady, not a Dan the Footman Schneider shady, no. But a different type of shady, a different kind of grimy that I'm just not here for. And that's why I really don't mess with Kenny Ortega. And so when he's involved in a Disney project, what he, which he normally is, especially when it's a musical, I'm always like, eh, I don't know about this. Like, I, I just don't know. Like, I just don't know. And I, I honestly don't even care for the way that, like, there was something, like, not fishy, but there was something that bothered me about the whole thing between him and, you know, Michael Jackson, because he was directing the This Is It tour, which ended up being Michael Jackson's last tour that he never really got to finish. There was something about that that bothered me. I don't know what it was, but there was something about that that I cannot put, like, I feel like he was just, like, he profited off of that too much, I guess, or not, maybe not profited off it, but I feel like he tried to use that as a profit. I feel like he definitely tried to, like, you know, I, I just don't know. There's just 
you know what I'm saying? Like, you know how when someone passes away and people like come out of the woodwork and try to be like, oh yeah, you know, this, that, and the third about them. Like they just try to profit off whatever they can to this person. That's the vibe that I got from, from that situation. I did not like that situation. That's just me personally. I'm not saying the man did do this. I'm saying that's the vibe that I got and I did not care for that vibe. So um, but yeah, like I said, he was involved with Descendants, and I, I did hear that Descendants is getting a Descendants 4, which, after the death of Cameron Boyce, I'm not okay with. I just, I, like, hear me out. I feel like every time these movies end, I don't think that there needs to be more to the story. That's just me personally. Like, honestly, Descendants could have ended with Descendants 2, because when you go back and you watch the Descendants movies... I'm not hating on the characters. I'm not hating on the actors. I personally love some of the characters. I'm very grateful for Descendants 3 because of the song Queen of Me. That's it. And more Uma. I love Uma. I love Uma. So between Uma, Gil, and Harry and the song Queen of Me, I'm grateful for Descendants 3. Everything after that, outside of that, unnecessary to me. I just think it's unnecessary because honestly, like, Descendants... I feel like those movies just don't have a point. Like, am I crazy? I feel like, like with Cheetah Girls, we know what the point is. The point is for them to become famous, but to do it together. That is the point of those movies. Does it work out? Yeah, in, in different ways, shape, or form, I suppose. Like, it does work out for them. They always end up back in square one by the next movie, but it does kind of work to their advantage. I guess their name gets to be out there. They are now internationally known um, in Asia and in Europe, I guess, right? But I just don't know... I, I just I really I just don't know but with like with High School Musical it's all about you know graduating it's all about high school life right that makes sense with Descendants I'm not really sure what the point of these movies are and to be honest with you they always fall flat on their faces like Descendants 3 first of all Queen of Mean was a great song Queen of Mean made me want to watch this movie I was like oh Audrey or Aubrey, Audrey, Audrey, whatever, I think it's Audrey, is going to do some damage. When I heard that song, I was like, oh, she is not to be messed with. <laughs> like, Uma was my girl in Descendants 2. She didn't do much, but Uma was my girl in Descendants 2. <laughs> I mean, to say she didn't do much is, is not true. She did stuff, but she didn't do enough. Like, she could have gone deeper. They really could have gone deeper with that plot. Like, I would have loved to see, like, the prince, um, like, Ben, the King Ben, whatever, Ben, like really go into Uma like how it is in The Little Mermaid where she like fall, he falls in love with her and they were kind of going towards that route without actually going towards that route like you could definitely feel it and I wanted there to be some tension between him and, and Harry who's Hook's son because even though him and Uma are not like an official couple you can tell that out of the two boys that she's stuck with Harry seems to have the most interest in her and I just thought they could have done more with that plot but they didn't do nothing with that anyway um we talked about this before we've talked about this before i keep telling y'all what they do to some of these black girls in these movies i keep telling you i keep telling you girl it's no secret that aquanetta did not get a man until until she did girls three why do you think that is why do you think that is which is the first movie they really gave her any real shine why do you think that is talk about it like you can say well chanel didn't get one either but i want to say that chanel was kind of into the boy that was was, was uh Raven's man's best friend in the first one. In the second movie, where did she have time? She was too focused on her mama. Where did she have time? But in Cheetah Girls 3, she got a man, didn't she? She got the main one. So it is what it is. She got Naveed. It is, his name is not Naveed. He was Naveed in 90210. What is his name in this movie? 
it don't matter. It don't, I, I, I refer to him as Naveed because one, I love that name and two, because of 9210, which is where he's from, uh, the newer one. Anyway, so <laughs> yeah, Uma didn't get no man. But anyway, so Descendants 3, you know, I heard this song from Audrey. I'm like, oh, she about to, she about to put in work and she doesn't. She does not put in any work. She doesn't do anything. She puts the people to sleep. She puts a few of her friends to sleep and that's it. And I was really upset. I really was like, that's what I'm saying. Descendants movies always let me down. And they just do. I don't remember the plot of the first one. I stopped caring about the first one. It just like, I liked a few of the songs and that was it. Um, I felt like the villain parents should have done more in that movie. They didn't do enough, but that's just me. Descendants 2. Um, I'm not sure what that movie was doing. I like, I like the song, What's My Name? And that's what I'm grateful for is I'm grateful for me, Descendants 2. I was grateful for Uma, Harry, and Gil. And that is it. I have nothing against the, the actual cast, like the, the, the four main kids. I like them. I think they do their job fairly well together um I like Ben as well but it's not enough for me I like the villain I always end up liking the the villain kids more um like Descendants 3 was I guess supposed to like you know show like look even the good kids can go bad or whatever but I I, I just I just don't know like I just I feel like Audrey could have like or Audrey yeah Audrey could have like done more damage and she didn't do enough damage I was hoping that Hayes would do more damage I was hoping that like Maleficent would come back and manipulate Audrey that's what I hoped would happen since she stole Maleficent's freaking staff um I also love that in that that room that she's in for the Queen of Mean song you can see there's like the the cauldron from the Black Cauldron in there I think there's the sheer the the shears or the shears from um Hercules with the the the, the three fates um there's something there's the the apples from like snow white or whatever and there's something else in the room too that i don't remember but like there's like different little like little emblems in there that mean something specific to like a villain so i love that they were putting these like easter eggs in there but you know they're not going to do anything with them and i think that's the thing about descendants they're like there doesn't like at least in descendants 3 there doesn't seem to be an actual villain like and that's the that's the part that i'm having the weirdest like trouble with is like there's it, I mean, I don't really remember too much of the movie because I stopped caring, but I was like, what is the point of this movie? But, you know, I guess the next movie, there's going to be a wedding. I just I, I just don't see it without Carlos at this point. They're, they're such a foursome and they're they're iconic as the foursome. And as someone who, you know, I have a personal connection with Descendants for different reasons. Um, and it, it sucks that... Like, I mean, I don't know. I get like a part of music. Well, the show must go on. But at the same time, it's just like, it's so sad. It's so, so sad. And like, you know, Cameron voice has been a big, uh, part of like the newer Disney generation you know he started on the show uh Jesse he also actually he started on Shake It Up he like performed in one of the segments on Shake It Up then he was in the show Jesse um which then turned into like Bunked or whatever he was in a few other projects he also did uh of course Descendants so he's been able to really break out and be part of the Disney family for so long and it's just sad that you know of course I mean it's sad that he passed on it's so 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 sad but because I feel like every time those movies end, they don't need a sequel, I just don't see the point of doing a fourth movie. I know it's supposed to be about Mel and, uh, Mel and, uh, or Mal, Mal and, uh, Ben's wedding. But do we care enough? Like, that's the question. It's like, do we really need to see them get married? Like, 
do we really do, for what first of all i think that the characters are so young that it doesn't make sense I, I mean i get i get that you know disney fairy tales that's what happens that you get married at a somewhat young age most of the disney princesses not most of them a lot of the disney princesses are very young snow white was like uh 14 15 um aurora was 16 but we don't know aurora got married we just know they dance at the end that's all we know we don't even know if snow white got married at the end we just know they look off to the distance they go to the castle together we don't know what actually happens i mean it's, it's assumed that they got married but considering both those films never got sequels we don't know and the sequel that sleeping beauty had never said they were married it just says that they were together it never said they were married it was a little sequel called a uh, disney princess enchanted tales and it was just a continuation of the story but it was like it was very small uh, like maybe maybe 15 to 20 minute story i think but like nothing really happens they don't talk about being married that all that's all i'm gonna say about that and and philip is really he's hardly in it it's more aurora based um and then uh cinderella i think was of age i think cinderella was like 1920 when she got married i want to say well i want to say that was her age in the the story she wasn't like a, a straight-up teenager um ariel was okay so Ariel was 16 when she got married to Eric. We don't know how long it took her to, to have Melody, but we know that she was 16 when she did get married. So she is the first official princess to get married. Um, it's never stated that Belle and Beast got married, and I believe Belle was grown. Like, I think Belle was like 18, 19 um, around that time. I remember reading an article about, you know, that Disney designed her to be older than a lot of the other princesses. So she was definitely not like a teenager, like a straight teenager. Jasmine, I think, was like... Well, Jasmine got with Aladdin younger but mind you it took three movies for them to get married so Jasmine could have been actually like a well into her adult years she could have been like 2021 20, 22 she could have been that age when her and Aladdin got married yes I thought about all this I'm sorry it is what it is Pocahontas historically married very young but considering she doesn't get married in these movies she doesn't count because she wasn't married in these movies so we don't know how young she or young or old she ended up getting with john ralph or whatever um in the films mulan i think she gets married at the end of mulan too or some junk like that but again we don't she's an adult i would assume i think like, i think mulan is like adult-ish age it's her age like a lot of their ages are not specified so you kind of have to like clue things in for yourself so i'm not sure how old mulan was when she got married to shang no idea um let me see. Rapunzel was like 18, 19, right? Because her birthday, the lanterns and stuff. But I don't think they got married at the end of that. They got married a little bit later. So either she was like 18 or she was 19 or they waited a year. I'm not really sure what happened with that. Um, I believe Anna was of age. So again, most of these girls were... I'm sorry. I know I went down the list. I apologize. But most of these girls were of age. I'm not sure how old Mal is in Descendants, but I would imagine she's still in high school. So I don't understand the purpose of her getting married. I just, I don't get that. And if she does get married, why couldn't they just do that at the end of Descendants 3? Like, why do we need a, like a movie or a special of them getting married? Like, what is, what is the point in, in that? I just, I, I just, I just, I don't understand furthering the series without Cameron Voice. I don't understand furthering the series without the parents because the parents were barely in Descendants 3 if they were even in it at all. They weren't in Descendants 2. So it's just kind of like, what is the point? Like That was the amusing part to me was that they, these were kids of the villains. So maybe focus a little bit more on the villains. We still haven't seen uh, Whoopi Goldberg as Uma's mom. She, she plays Ursula. We still haven't seen that. Um, and I mean, Descendants 3, we spent a whole bunch of time with Mal's dad, but we don't get really any screen time with her mother, which 
doesn't like that's like the thing about descendants is there's a great story there somewhere it's just not what we're getting right like it, am i the only one hello because like the villain kids don't do much villainy because they're trying to be better but then you have their actual villain parents who don't really get any time to shine and i'm sorry but the evil queen maleficent cruella ursula jafar hades now has been introduced you have all these really cool villains and we're not doing anything with them. We even have like the, the stepmother from Cinderella, but who cares? Like we have, we're not doing anything with these characters. We're doing nothing with these characters. So Descendants is just blah. Like I love it. I do. Like I love the songs and stuff, but honestly, the execution of it all is just kind of blah. It's like Once Upon a Time. Like Once Upon a Time, girl, the first couple seasons of Once Upon a Time were great. And I actually liked the seventh season a little bit better than I thought I did, but Somewhere down the line, Once Upon a Time just became trash. I hate to tell you this, but it did. It became trash. Once Emma got, like, with Hook and, like, their love and all that crap, it became trash. First of all, Bellfire, uh, Neil, his character was a complete waste and ended up being a waste of time, which makes me upset because I loved his character in the beginning. Complete waste of time. So upset about his character. But then we get, like... Season five, I think, either like end of season four or season five, whatever, we start getting the Disney villains in. And it's like we have like a, a Disney villain, like Mean Girls Party, which of course Regina's not a part of because of course. But we end up getting like Maleficent, Ursula, Cruella, and I think there's another villain. I don't remember, but I thought they were going to come in and do damage. That's what I was like. Yes, they're going to come in. They're going to wreak havoc. They're going to do damage. Mm, yeah, that doesn't happen. <laughs> it doesn't happen and again it just falls apart like this show just like once upon a time was trying to do too much and unfortunately like honestly to me the the season i can still really watch and enjoy is the first season everything else after that i'm just kind of like and eh, it's whatever it's just a big tangled mess but the first season i loved the first season everything after that like honestly to me over time just kind of became whatever that's just the truth of how i feel about it but in like, well, I like season seven because season seven tried to start fresh and that worked for the show, right? I, I feel like it did. So I feel like seasons one and season seven were, were good show were good shows because they weren't trying to do too much. Like season two and stuff is when things started to just really kind of intertwine. Like you started to realize how connected all the bloodlines were and it was a little uncomfortable for me because I was like, oh, too many people are related. This is just doing too much. Like I don't really like where this is going. And I don't know. I, I really, anytime I see Bellfire on screen, I get so upset because I'm just like, you guys, you guys create this great character that I love and we all feel for. But if you watch further on, you realize how like pointless he becomes to the whole entire plot. And that sucks. And it, it's just, it really is just unfortunate. Like that show was just doing way too much. So, but it, it is what it is. Anyway, I'm going to end this because I, I long since stopped talking about Cheetah Girls. But yeah, I really do want Sheena Girls 4 to be something that's exciting and something fun for our, for us fans, something very nostalgic. And if they do end up having kids, that's great. I would love to see like that inclusion of children, like, you know, having like Raven having a kid with, with whomever, you know, characters she has one with um, and, you know, the other girls too. But that's another thing why I, I don't really care about them having children. I'd rather focus on the girls themselves and like, but I don't know, like, what would they call themselves? Would they still be the Cheetah Girls, like, almost in their 40s? Like, I, like, what, what would you do with that? Unless they do teach a new generation. 
which would be interesting. That would be kind of really cool is if they do kind of pass it down. It doesn't have to be their daughters, their, anybody related to them. It could just be four girls that just want to be the cheetah girls and they kind of inspire them. But at the same time, we do get like these, you know, really cool Easter eggs to the past cheetah girls movies for a whole new generation of kids to enjoy cheetah girls. Um, because I, I mean, for me, Cheetah Girls were definitely something special in my childhood. Some of my favorite DMs of all time, or DCOMs of all time, were Cheetah Girls movies. And these characters, I love Aqua, I love Chanel, I love Dorinda, or I like Dorinda, and I love Galleria. Um, and I would love to see what a new generation of kids could get from them. Um, even if you just, like, rebooted the movies, and, but you still had Raven and them come in as, like, you know, like, Easter eggs of the, the, the original cast. That would be really cool too. I would have nothing against that, but it, it sounds like they want to do a reunion film versus like a total reboot. So we'll see what happens with that. Anyway, you guys, that's the end of this one. Let me know what you guys, well, you can't let me know what you guys think. I keep forgetting. It's not like YouTube's Stefan. It's not. But yeah, anyway, let me know. Well, I'm shutting up. Anyway, I, uh, I hope this was an interesting episode for you. Um, I would love to know your thoughts, but unfortunately I can't, but I, you know, I, Maybe some of you guys I know uh, know me personally. So I and Robert, if you're listening to this, I know you'll give me your opinion on it later. But I'll see you guys later. Have a great rest of your night, day, evening, afternoon, whenever you get around to listening to this. Have a great rest of your day. I hope it is cheetah delicious. Yes, I said that. I, I don't care. Peace.